hello dear listeners uh, this is hungry eyes podcast uh, hosted by Trexus and uh, supported by uh, Kalba Plitos and Lithuanian Council of Culture uh this uh, episode uh, we have my dear friend uh, Aquila Magic Dust in the studio hi Aquila hello hello so uh, I think we can get right to it uh Could you tell me something about your background, like how you started painting, how you got into arts? Uh, I, For some reason, I have a feeling that you were always into arts. Yes, kind of. It's right. Um, I think I was drawing and painting from the childhood, and I think my family was kind of artsy, and I was going... Uh, to some exhibitions uh, very little since the childhood and uh, but yeah I was into different stuff when I was growing up um, and then I think I had to decide like at the 10th grade if I wanted to to study art then at that point I had to prepare for the academy exams and then I started to draw like more and I was into comics and maybe street art when I was teenager and somehow uh, illustration was closest and uh, graphic arts was closest to the to these mm -hmm. spheres of art so I decided to study graphic arts You mentioned artsy parents. Like, what do you, what do you mean by that? Well, my father is architect, and my mother is oh. like very uh, artsy. <laughs> She is like we used to have like a team themed uh, birthday parties, acting uh, at home with my friend, and preparing oh, wow. like um, I don't know, like in the primary school, I we used to have these. Um, acting uh, uh, shows for the class oh okay <laughs> that we would prepare at home oh wow. i don't know like we were like really always making stuff um so your mom was not like uh an, an, she's not a professional artist but, but just like a very artsy person yeah how did you started your relationship with comics though I just went to one workshop when I was teenager um that was on Vilnius University and it was open for all kind of public and I was so impressed by these artists who came from uh, Nordic countries and there was this guy who drew perfect seagull or no perfect it was a polar bear maybe hmm. and he gave it to me the drawing and I was like I think I was like 15 or oh, 14 wow. and it was like oh my god this perfect polar bear <laughs> I want to be someone like that I want to learn how to draw animals perfectly well I think you kind of you kind of know how to draw animals perfectly I like, like animals yeah 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 like I can see a lot of animals in your in your uh, comics so I remember uh, probably the first time I understood that you're doing something very all right very good i don't know how to how to pronounce this in 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 other language but uh you did some projects with vice news right it was like some time ago i guess yeah some time ago 
Uh, I used to draw comics for Vice every week. Oh, wow. For a few months. And uh, I don't know, like I kind of love and hate that uh, thing that happened because then a lot of people identify me with that work. Oh, yeah. yeah it's... And so many years have passed, like maybe six years it was uh, ago. And... Um, some I sometimes I feel like um I feel maybe a little bit irritated because I was drawing comics before that and then no one was like taking uh, um I don't know like taking it seriously or I don't know like it was just zines and stuff and then uh, there was this like breaking point when I did it for Vice and then everyone was like started to appreciate it somehow more mm -hmm. as if it changed but it, it, it I was, was the, the same, same. Yeah, and yeah. you know I felt like some people don't trust their um, judging voice or I don't know like their, In their, voice. their ability to understand what is good and what is bad and if some someone gets recognized by some big brands or they work with big newspapers or stuff. They, then they become some someone else. I don't know. Yeah, it's, like uh, they are the same. It's uh, it's very silly, and I think I'm I'm also guilty of that, you know, uh, because like you can see comics and you have this very nice uh, silly style, you know. It's like uh, laid back and chill. And uh, we in Lithuania we have this huge problem. We don't see like artists chill vibes or whatever you have to have a big brand to come in and say like oh this guy is actually doing good and everybody's like yeah yeah i know i know like so yeah i think uh, for your comics to be uh, like it helped you a lot but as you said it didn't change your style your ch ch style was always the same and then just because of some company coming and saying this is more serious and then everybody's taking you more serious I know it's uh, kind of irritating, but I think you got lucky, you know, like uh, not everybody has this chance, but uh, you have to pay the price of yeah, being yeah. irritated. I, mean, uh, I really appreciate it. And it was really nice to work with them, with Nicky Gazin, who was the art editor at the moment. And I was invited to many festivals and uh, exhibitions because of that. Mm. And I think it was like really nice, nice thing that happened, and I'm really happy for that. If if it's not a secret, and I think for a lot of our listeners would be interested, like how did you how did you got approached by them? Did they just find you randomly, or did you had a friend of a friend of a friend or something? Or what's the secret of like being uh, you know noticed by Vice? Uh, I just uh, sent him email i broke my leg when i was skateboarding at the moment i had a lot of time at home i was i could not go out oh, wow. and then i was just sitting and drawing comics and then i saw somewhere that they are seeking new comic artists like it was just a post of my friends 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 oh wow and then i just sent him email and maybe I have sent him like a letter with some stickers because I used to that 
I used to do that, like to send postcards, stickers, prints to some oh, art wow, editors. It's actually very smart. Art directors, yeah. But uh, yeah, you also studied in Brussels, right? Yeah, I studied in St. Lucas uh, Art School. And I studied comics, master of co master. It, uh, so it was like uh, about writing, storytelling, a lot of about like uh, scenario. Scenario is there a word? Scenario. Sounds way better. Scenario. Writing. Yes. Yes. So, so how long did you spend in Brussels, and how did it, uh, you know, influenced your 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 comic style? Just one year. It was just one year, and it was really intense year because I decided that I want to study there. I didn't have any money. I came there, and I was looking for a job at the same moment, and I found this incredible place that I did a internship there, and they gave me a place to stay. Also, I was giving uh, some creativity classes there for kids, and then I was studying the comics at the same time. And yeah, it was like a lonely and very intense year and very, yeah, I was like working all day. I think I was like kind of burned out after that year. No, oh, yeah, I can't I can imagine. So did you met any people that you still work with in, in Brussels? Did it like mm. opened up some doors or? I think no. I mean, I had met some people that i worked at the po at the moment but now i just have like a few friends that were my classmates like really dear friends that i love to visit every year that i go there every time okay also i remember you had a studio in lithuania with a couple of of uh, friends i know as well it was called dragon fist yeah can you tell something about that I really miss these times. I think it was like five years ago or six years ago, something like that, that we, we've been sharing a studio together. And uh, it was really inspiring because they were doing a lot of things manually, mm -hmm. not by computer. Uh, they were working on some animation sets and some like really creative and different stuff that I have never witnessed before of making mm -hmm. like um, Lada was doing some w objects for movies and uh, uh, publicity like 3D objects mm -hmm. and I was like really impressed how one time he made like a fish <laughs> of two meters <laughs> or I don't know like things like that that you don't really see in the daily life or in the illustration scenes, um, or in the design apartment. <laughs> I don't know, like uh, department, not apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think like I really love Dragon Fist because it was a lot of very different people. And like even Artyom, the, like Abran and and Antanas Dubra, they're like. It seems like their style is close, but it's also very far at the same time. And then they have you, and then they have Lada, and then I think some other people were working there as well. Like, and Milda, who is all, uh, another illustrator. Yes, yes. Uh, 
Yeah, they, their work is really inspiring. And also we did an exhibition with antennas. Yeah, I remember We used that. to paint also a little bit at that moment. And with their time also we did some collaborations. So it was really like nourishing environment for the creativity because it was like, I don't know. And everything was so laid back and easy. Mm-hmm. Um no, it looked like a very nice project. I think I sometimes miss the the feeling that uh, we do art just for the art and we draw for sake of the drawing because that was the, the feeling in that studio. Yes, yes. It was not for money or for... I mean, we were doing also commercial stuff. Mm-hmm. And everyone had their own like personal projects at the po- at the at the same time, but it was also long long hours after working hours, and it was like all all merged like life and drawing and creativity. Yeah, I think it's very important to remember sometimes to draw just for the sake of drawing. You know, I think the studios like helped it. I think a lot, but like uh, also, I have noticed that you have a, a very noticeable style, but you really don't like to stay at one medium too much, you know. Like I think, like maybe comics is one of your bigger mediums, but you also have tried murals, like uh, acrylic paintings, uh, flags. Like maybe you want to talk something about. Why do you change medium so much? Uh, what's the most interesting medium or, or something about it? I think I just get tired and uh, I get bored doing the same thing. Like uh, I haven't been drawing comics for a very long time. I think this summer I made a short comic for Kush, but uh, Kush Latvian magazine. Mm-hmm. But after making Bita's book a few years ago, um, I was too tired. I and I think it's the um, by changing the mediums, I can get get some different. I don't know approach to the same ideas, but then, yeah, I just don't get so tired after doing the same thing for a long time. Now I really enjoy painting. I'm doing ceramics. I have bought my own kiln. Oh wow! And I made this uh, installation in installations in the streets of Popis and Ojepis. And uh, so I was doing a lot of ceramics last winter. Like, oh, it was just a few months just doing plain ceramics. Oh, that's and, nice. Um, yeah, and now I, st- I, I still do ceramics. I do paint with acrylics. I experiment with textiles a little bit. Yeah, it's just, I feel like this, you know, this feeling when you are like discovering something new, like when you're mm-hmm. a little like sci- like this, uh, almost like a science uh, experiment when you're yes, doing yes. something creative. So I think it's uh, it's this feeling that I'm chasing. Yeah, that's actually very very precise. You know, you have to like you have to not to forget to try something new and to be like you know a newbie at something. Like uh, it's very easy for us to draw and just get better, 
but then in the in the middle you just get lost and it's like i'm just doing the same over and over again and then just try ceramics or whatever i don't know like for me it's very hard like uh, to do something that you don't know how to do and it's like it's kind of scary to do something and then you're your ability to do something is not at your hundred anymore. It's just like the beginning. But that beginning, it's like, the, as you said, like when a kid, you discover something new and you just have like a new motivation. That's actually very, very smart. Because like I've seen you did, uh, you know, really small detail stuff where you do like uh, with a brush and acrylics and it's like super detailed. And then you also did like pretty big murals. I think like, one of, uh, it's like in Vilnius, we have only one tunnel. And mm -hmm. I think you did for uh, Red Noses project, yeah. right? Yeah, it was, uh, was the it? biggest project a few years ago. And how was it? Did you, did you thought that it's like, uh, how did it felt to, you know, you're yeah. working with comics, you're doing it like bit by bit, like uh, one page is your canvas and suddenly... It's, like it's amazing. Big, big I mean, it's nice to see it big, and it's uh, it's nice also to work in the street because it's the different interaction with the people. Yes, yes. And there was this grandma who gave, who got like some a bag of apples from her garden, and she brought me these apples, and I think I will never forget. It yeah, was yeah. like uh, as a thank you note for the mural because she was excited to see it, and you know the like the fa the most famous uh, gallery or artist could invite it could say you compliment on the instagram but it would be not the same as this like physical yes, yes. contact I with actually, the random grandma i don't know it's for me it's it it was this thing that was really different yeah yeah i think it's there is something uh, very motivating when you work just like as you said in the street you know it's just like uh, in the gallery, you make only the people who know the gallery or they're going to pass by or they're going to stumble upon. But like outside, you just do for the people who live around. And like, I remember I had one project where like uh, the people who lived in that building were calling the police for the first two days because it's like very bad neighborhood. And you can see it. Which uh, neighborhood was it? It was Nojininku. Uh, it was Nojininku. Just when you come from airport mm -hmm. and you reach it, and it's like a very, very, I don't know, it's, I don't want to call it bad, but just people there, they, uh, they got those flats because they had some kind of disabilities or whatever. So they were very angry on me, like, why are you painting this wall, you know? And then just paint that wall, it, it gets better and better. Because at first you just do like a grid or whatever and it just looks trashy. And like, yeah, in the beginning they uh, started like uh, screaming from the windows, calling the cops or whatever. And then like in the end, they would just give me uh, pancakes through the windows oh, and like coffee. So and like, yeah, yeah, exactly. As you said, like a, a great gallerist can come up to you and be like, yo, I very like your work. Like we're going to approach you soon. And it makes you kind of happy, but nothing makes you happy as like, just a simple street interaction where like a, 
Because but, it's sincere. Yeah, yeah, and it's it it comes from the heart. Uh, yeah, it comes from the heart, and you can see different. Like maybe that gallerist is approaching you by like some strategic, strategic or yes, commercial yes. things. I don't know. Like it's very calculated yeah. approach, and this one is just like yo, take this apple. Yes, yeah, yeah, so I like true. it very much. Also, like the reason why we're talking is because you have an exhibition coming up with Hungry Eyes. It's called Lucky Charms. And uh, how did you came up with the name and what it's about? The What's the Lucky Charms? Yeah, I was thinking about um, stuff that we have in uh, our house, like art, um, paintings or sculptures and how we choose them to have. I guess it's like some objects that I have. Uh, I I have these associations that they are bringing me something and I I don't know reminds me something, these like abstract ideas. Mm, I don't know, like really this. It's really hard to explain, but um, I somehow thought that it's may maybe connected to some all the rituals and like pagan stuff that people used to hang for example um ruin branch mm -hmm. uh, on their doors to protect themselves from the witches and ghosts and like bad spirits and i thought that maybe art might be doing the kind of same mission like uh, for some people like not just uh not just like a visual object that it's beautiful and aesthetic but it might have some have some like a more spiritual meaning or some like secret hidden hidden i don't know like a magical charm meaning so i was just playing with that and uh, i made a zine of different animals and uh, plants that represent some ideas based on on some general symbolism or or my interpretation that i think that might this thing or object might symbolize and yeah it was just a play with this idea of magical meaning or like totems yeah totems and things that are like um have some symbolic meaning or no Yeah, for me, I, like when I read it, I thought just like lucky charms could be from the painting side. It could be like the small things you paint over and over again. You know, like mm. I like to repeat patterns, like to paint wood planks for some reason in the middle of the painting because I really like the the, the wood pattern. I would call it my lucky charm. But so, like, what would you say is your lucky charm? So all the things that I am drawing. So, uh, so like, um, what's for example, what's your favorite animal to draw and why? Mm. It's a weird question. I know it's like it just came up to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like many animals. I like. Recently, I was listening to podcasts about bears, and I think they are amazing. And um, I started to draw, I started to learn how to draw beers. <laughs> I 
never used to draw beers. But uh, so yeah, I think my icon is a um, bat or a tiger. And it all started from the comic that I made where um, Tiger was a character. Yeah. And it continued like for many years that Tiger is being as my logo almost. Like a charm. Okay, so uh, could you tell, like, uh, I don't know if listeners know, but I know you as well, like, you've been pretty active in your skate life as well. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, for me, like, skating and painting is uh, very, I think about wrists, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, if you just fall and you lose a job for half a year, but, like, as I've seen as you said, like you broke your leg and then you approach, approached like Vice News or whatever and it kind of kicked, uh, had a kick in your career. So um, what do you love about skate life? And like, is it, is it the risking of breaking some bones and, and getting hurt that makes you just like uh, want to do it more? Because you seem like a very logical person. It's it's weird that you skate and really, paint. I seem like a logical person. I feel yeah. I feel not. <laughs> well, like we, we all I artists, we're all distracted. a bit. Uh, something is wrong with us. Probably that's why we're painting. But uh, you seem very, <laughs> no, no, calculated and smart. Maybe it's just from my perspective. But uh, <laughs> maybe it's from your perspective. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm just I'm very really not like, calculated. I think I am opposed. I'm I'm really into the dreams and uh, irrational inspiration. So mm. I think I have this another part also. But yeah, I think skateboarding is also really creative. Else you can skate street and you have to skate. You have to think what you can skate. Uh, the obstacles are not always uh, mm -hmm. obvious. And you can skate uh, trash, you can put your obstacles and you can make your skate parks. But uh, I don't know, it gives me this feeling of, I guess, reconnecting with uh, more like with my body. Because when I'm in the studio, I'm always in my mind. And I always like thinking a lot and I don't really have the connection with my body. I don't use it at all. So I felt really better emotionally and physically when I started skating hmm. and I have never been doing sports all my life and I started doing I, I think I started skating like eight years ago so I was already adult mm -hmm. and um, yeah it gives me a lot of joy just being outside and with friends or alone but in the sun just spending time outside is amazing because I get really lonely and spending time in the studio just on my desk and and like yeah yeah it gets like really this feeling of that you're not living life and you're missing something when you're in the studio I don't know how maybe you are working more in the outside because you're doing a lot of murals and stuff but well it's it's still like I mean uh especially when you do detail work it's uh, a lot of people are like impressed of like oh wow you spend so much time into this it's it's so nice but they don't understand that all that time you put into it you're you were actually alone you know and it's uh, it's kind of lonely like i paint for example a lot in the in in outside 
and like have interactions with other people. But a lot of time, the best ideas and the best works, they were created in the night alone after something and then you just get inspired and you cannot stop. And uh, I know it just makes you lonely. So I think the ba- you have a really rational balance between skate life and, and, and studio life just to make it, you know, just to mix it up. Also, I heard uh, that you're doing some very nice project under a bridge with a skate park, right? Yes, so Maybe. there is this bridge of Valle Campi next to Jermuni Poblodimis beach. And uh, under that bridge, we want to create this DIY skate park. Um, we want this city council competition, Kuru Vilnius. Twice, but, right? Yes, but we need the money for the some permits for the construction because they don't give me don't give they don't give the money us before we have the permission to construct so we're trying to have these fundraisers and everything but yeah it's like a skatable sculptures park yeah yeah i saw that the project seemed very nice it's pretty pretty sad that we you have this like you know we won't give you build until we until you show the money and we're not gonna give you the money until you show how, what like are you gonna build it so but uh so uh when so how's how's it going with, with uh, that project yeah, so we have like a few months to to resolve these issues of bureaucracy, and we are um, waiting for the donations of people. It's called Valakupe Valakupe Sriatlanchir Sculpture Parks. So how can they? How can they find you? And should they find you in Instagram? Yeah, in Instagram is Valakupe. Okay, so and there's yeah, people... a link to Indiegogo campaign that we Indiegogo. are collecting. Money. So go, go, people! Indiegogo, go Aquila's project. It's yeah, not it's... mine, but like uh, a lot yeah, of other people. Like so also. how many people are involved? Just, just to be sure. Well, Ignas, who is also a skater, traffic, uh, who is artist and skater, Carolina, who is architect and skater, and Ramona who is also helping with the management of the project and writing. Well, good luck. Good luck. And many all, all other people who are not in the beginning, like, and they're helping us with all different kind of stuff. And I think it's going to be like this really beautiful communal project. It was just organized in the beginning by us, but uh, we want to involve, involve all the people who are who have time and want to help us. Yeah, I'm just gonna be the first one to say, like, if you need help, I can, uh, I can come help. Nice. It seems like a very, very nice project, and I think, uh, I think you know, artists, they very want to create spaces that for like culture-wise or whatever, or just to build in the city and be involved in the building of a city. And we have a lot of like project management things where they just like. They build the kid playing grounds just to steal money, you know. And for us, this would be like the best, uh, the best way to invest our time. So I really hope that like uh, artists making spaces is gonna be like uh, a thing that we see more and more in the future. So I think I, I, uh, I'm very hopeful that that your project is gonna, it's gonna get. 
yeah, big thank you. And, and be a be a good example for for other uh, things. Also, like, um, do you have any dream projects just to just to manifest some some stuff while we're you know just talking out loud about it? I would like to paint some more murals because mm-hmm. of we what we talked about that it's nice just to be outside and to interact with people and I would like to travel more with my art and make exhibitions somewhere far away <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> so, thi- I think Aglish Virblita kind of showed that like it's a very it, it could be a very nice way to live just to paint huge murals and and travel you know well good luck with with uh, painting more murals for all our ris- listeners go support Aquira's project how can they find you in Instagram Facebook LinkedIn or X or whatever maybe you want to give some shout outs how to find you just Aquila Magic Duster perfect Okay, maybe some shout outs to people you want to give while we're in a radio medium. <laughs> Mom, dad, dog, bears, tigers. Too many to mention. Just I'm sending a lot of love to everyone and uh, have a nice day. Nice. Okay, so uh, I think we're coming to an end. So we kind of have to wrap this up. Uh, it's been nice talking to you, Aquila. Uh, very ni- very nice thank you for Palanga Street Radio for uh, letting us uh, breathe out your studio air here on air breathing air okay so uh, I'm gonna wrap this up because before I say something stupid I think it's a little bit too late already but so uh, nice uh, nice talking to you nice being listened by you guys and uh, thank you and have a nice day Thank you. Bye.